Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're listening to House of Cards. Today, the game is different. I want to gamble. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Welcome to House of Cards. Dave Weishelder with you here, deep from the swamps of Jersey. we got a great show coming up for you. This week, part two of my interview with Armin Contain on the book Gambler, Secrets from a Life at Risk and the Story of Professional Gambler Billy Walters. This guy was an incredible gambler, an amazing businessman, and this brilliant new book is packed with the fascinating stories of Billy's life. Even has a couple of chapters on the system he used to become one of the greatest sports bettors ever. And we are going to talk with the writer who brought this story to life. Armin Katain is a multi-Emmy award-winning journalist and did an incredible job in collaboration with Billy Walters to write this book. When we come back, part two of my interview with Armin Katain on the book Gambler Secrets from a Life at Risk. So stick around. We'll be right back with House of Cards. Hey, this is Dave Weishuttle from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of January 8th, 2024. In Greece, Hard Rock International broke ground on the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Athens. The hotel and casino will be the first integrated resort of its kind in Europe and will have a state-of-the-art gaming floor with 180 tables, 1,500 gaming machines, an 1,100-room hotel, 15 dining options, plus a 3,000-seat Hard Rock Live Theater. The hotel and casino is expected to open sometime in 2027. The permanent poker room at the Beau Rivage Casino in Biloxi, Mississippi is now open. The room has 12 tables, 4 window cashier cages, forms display, and multiple HDTVs, and will be open daily from 10 a.m. to 4 a.m. The poker room will offer players a variety of promotions and daily tournaments, including the upcoming Beau Rivage Heater. And finally, the proposed Caesars Palace Times Square has received support from a number of New York entities, including Jamestown and Sherwood Equities, which own One Times Square and Two Times Square, Ian Schrager Company, Stillman Development, as well as several local business owners and community groups. The proposal was submitted by S.L. Green in partnership with Rock Nation and Caesars Entertainment. Can you imagine New Year's Eve at a Times Square casino? Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. You're listening to the House of Cards. Why, you cheap crook, stealing a baby's bank. It's only a lend-lease. I figured a bet on the 50-to-one shot and double the baby's money. Why, you imbecile. Why don't you pick a 100-to-one shot and triple it? Oh, Okay.
Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. This week, part two of my interview with Armin Contain on the book Gambler, Secrets from a Life at Risk and the Story of Professional Gambler Billy Walters. This guy was an incredible gambler, an amazing businessman, and this brilliant new book is packed with the fascinating stories of Billy's life. The one thing that the general public became aware of Billy Walters was because of his relationship with Phil Mickelson. What was Billy's relationship with Phil? Certainly Billy was an incredible golfer. He was involved in golf courses and golf course development. He played in some pro-am events. What is the relationship between Phil and Billy? And I I know they were betting together as well. Oh yeah. Well, it's a, I would say it's a, it's another one of the heartbeats of the book, I think. And it certainly made, a lot of headlines when the book first came out, but um, I think Billy saw in Phil a a lot of himself um, in in Billy's wilder days in terms of gambling and in uh, in Phil's own now very public self admitted addiction to sports gambling. Um, but they first met in 2006 at the AT and T where Phil was playing and Billy was a partner with Frederick ja- Frederick Jacobson. And they was a the final round of a um, and both Phil and Frederick didn't play well that day. But Billy said all they did was he and Phil was talk about sports and sports gambling and um, and then they met again two years later at the what was then the Wachovia now the Wells Fargo in in Charlotte in the locker room and Phil said to Bill, "Hey, I hear you do partnerships." And by then, Billy was up and running in a big way with his own sports gambling mm-hmm. operation. And he said, well, yes, I do. Um, you know, as long as, you know, you can bring a bank account to it and you have places to bet at, at either I don't bet at or at limits that I can't get. And Phil had both. So that be- that began a, a five-year betting partnership where Billy made all the bets and they split mm-hmm. the, um, the wins and losses. Phil put up half the money. Billy put half the money up. No different than Billy had with dozens of other people. Um, it just was Phil Mickelson. Um, and then, you know, Phil would bet outside the partnership and Billy would um, make those bets, not take those bets, make those bets on behalf of Phil because he mm-hmm. could either A, he was neutral on the game, or B, he could use those bets to cover up some of the stuff that he was doing um, in his own operation. So that went on for for five years. Um, when when Billy got indicted um, and the news broke in 2016, you know that was the that was the beginning of the end of their um, of their betting partnership. Yeah, and where the relationship really fractures and I won't go into it in chapter and verse, but it's in the book. It really fractures when, when Billy believes and Phil had expressed to others that he would testify on Bill's behalf um, in the Southern district of New York, that Billy had never provided him any kind of inside information on a, on a stock Dean food stock or anything else in order for Bill or excuse me, for Phil to to make money and pay off um, gambling debts to to build. It was just a complete fallacy that was created by the Southern District of New York, and Phil allowed it to happen because he was caught up in a money laundering investigation involving bets outside his partnership with with Bill. And 
Uh, it was complicated, but yeah. it's all documented in court cases as we outline in the book. Billy Walters was a lot of things, but when you give your word to Billy Walters that yeah. you're going to do something and you don't do it, well, that's the beginning of the end um, of, a, of a friendship. And Billy has been very vocal in the interviews that he's done that he firmly believes that Phil had testified on his behalf in the, in the Southern District of New York in front of the jury that he would have walked away a free man on the on the 10 counts of insider trading that he was charged with, open to debate, but not to Bill Walters. And, um, and that was the end of it. Uh, and also some of the things that Phil had said publicly after Billy was indicted, um, and I had the exact transcript from the press conference that he held at the memorial in May of, or June 1st, 2016, where he basically throws Billy under the bus saying, oh, I have to be more careful about people I associate with. Like, you know, it was Billy's fault, not Phil's fault. And um, so, yeah, pretty toxic, you yeah, know, yeah. right now. Well, and, um, let me ask you about that case because it, it, I, I was shocked to find out. I mean, it, it's a case where the government actually did some underhanded things and leaked grand jury testimony during the case. I mean, activity that they actually admitted to, and I, I'm shocked the judge let that go forward. But was it the, the the reason why Mickelson didn't put out a public statement or testify to help Billy? Was it because of the money laundering investigation that Mickelson was a part of at that time? No question. Mm -hmm. he, was, he was caught between a rock and a hard place. Um, you know, he took the fifth, they, they let him skate on the, yeah. they let him walk on the money laundering investigation. And one of the people that he, um, wired $2.75 million to, to pay off the offshore bet at, at, at Chris, um, was charged with money laundering and actually went to, was sentenced to a year and a day in prison and, and spent time in prison. Um, Phil was never charged in that case, which is a little hard to believe. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he also hired um, Greg Craig, who was uh, President Obama's chief White House counsel. So think about the kind of juice that yeah. Greg Craig had with um, the SEC, the Justice mm -hmm. Department, the um, the Southern District of New York. Um, and so Phil was able to negotiate, to his credit, negotiate the deal where he um uh purposely would not testify in Billy's trial in exchange for being given a pass on the money laundering investigation um that that's just the facts but as yeah. you alluded to um and I have all the documents including the um ex parte letter the 12 page ex parte letter that Preet Bahara wrote to the judge Castell admitting um, the incontrovertible fact that a senior supervisory FBI agent in the New York office, the FBI office, a guy by the name of David Chavez, repeatedly, repeatedly, criminally leaked secret grand jury testimony to reporters from the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times in order to construct a story, series of stories that ran in both the Journal and the Times that implicated Bill Phil Nicholson and Carl Icahn mm -hmm. in a potentially illegal insider trading case involving Clorox, which yeah. turned out to be complete BS. But 
they had Billy in their sights. And as I said, when you get into the sights of the Southern District of New York, the Sovereign District of New York, and it's a pre-Fahara, the most powerful U.S. attorney in the country, without question, you are fighting. And I don't think Bill really understood um, just how big of a target he had on his, on his back. Yeah, yeah. And as we, you know, outline in the, in those chapters in the book, um, I don't think Bill got the best representation mm-hmm. um, from his attorneys. Um, he had a white shoe attorney who had a very big time reputation, but in my mind, and I've seen it time and time again from my work, you know, at CBS news and, real sports you want a street fighter you know you don't want a white collar white shoe attorney in there and i read the opening statement and the closing argument by this attorney and they were i mean i was i I, almost at times i was like i can't believe i'm reading this i can't believe how how bad this is Mm -hmm. um and and how never did ever the, the real bill walters ever come to life in that trial and and Bill will admit today the biggest mistake he ever made was not testifying on his own behalf. But, um, you know, Dave, think about it. Um, you know, you're 71 years old. You're convicted on 10 counts of insider trading. You're a multimillionaire, hundreds of millions of dollars, but you're going to prison. Yeah. And you're going to go, they think it's a, you know, federal prison camp, Pensacola, that it's some club fed. Mm-hmm. It's anything but a club fed. Now it's not, you know, it's not Marion, um, but it's, it's not a country club. And at 71, to me, that was the most interesting part of the book to write. Cause yeah. I'm just thinking in my own mind, I'm 70 years old. I mean, tomorrow I could be, you know, handcuffed and walking through a gate to spend the next 31 months of my life behind bars mm-hmm. for a man who, you know, had his own private plane, had people doing things for him all day long. If he said, you know, jump, they went, how high, Mr. Walters? And now all of a sudden you're behind bars. To me, that's the fact that he came out of that mm-hmm. um, and the relationships that he formed there and what he does now, as you mentioned, for Hope for Prisoners, yeah, putting money, amazing. helping rehabilitate people that have lives have been upended and changed and destroyed behind bars. I mean... I'm like, it's hard to believe, honestly, that somebody would think about that instead of being bitter in wanting to do whatever they can to to just get as far away possible from a prison life. No, this is a man who's helped people. He's changed people's lives in prison that he met. So, you know, I mean, I don't want to get on the, you know, on the soapbox, but that's that's pretty amazing as far as I'm concerned. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. For more than 30 years, SCCG Management has set a standard of excellence unmatched in the global gaming industry. 
From startups to established companies, SCCG Management and its team of experienced leaders help each of their clients navigate the ever-changing, fast-moving business of gaming in all its forms. Sports betting, iGaming, eSports, casino technology, SCCG Management provides a global network to connect its clients with the right strategic partners for growth on a global scale. SCCG also works with entrepreneurs, providing capital and resources to assist in the development of new and innovative products and platforms. Whether you're looking to enter the U.S. market, expand your reach to other parts of the world, or establish your business in the global gaming industry, look to SCCG Management for the guidance you need. SCCGmanagement.com, expert solutions for strategic success. You're listening to House of Cards. Your Majesty, the royal wrestlers await. I'll bet on the little guy. How much? 3,000 guineas, two geese, and a duck. That's a foul bet. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. House of Cards is brought to you by the Life Hack Pack from More Labs. Unlock your best self with the Life Hack Pack from More Labs. The Life Hack Pack contains two bottles of morning recovery, two bottles of Dreamwell, and two bottles of liquid focus. The Life Hack Pack is specially designed to help you live your life not just better, but smarter. Use promo code RADIO15 at morelabs.com to get 15% off your first purchase of the Life Hack Pack or any of their other great products. That's promo code RADIO15 to take advantage of this great promo of 15% off your first purchase at morelabs.com. You can finally do it all with help from More Labs. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with multi-Emmy award-winning journalist Armin Katane about his new book, Gambler Secrets from a Life at Risk, about the legendary gambler Billy Walters. What is his feelings toward Phil Mickelson? I mean, it seems like Phil could have made this all go away with just one statement or one press release. I mean, last year I interviewed Alan Shipnook about his great book about Phil Mickelson, and I can remember saying, it's a great book, but wait till Billy Walters comes out with his book. I mean, what is Billy's feeling toward Phil now? Is there's hard feelings? Is he just the time of day if he Mm -hmm. asked for it? I mean, there's a scene in the book, and you read it, so you know it's at the end, Mm -hmm. where they meet on the range. I mean, Billy lives at the same, same place that, you know, same golf course that Phil does. I mean, they're in Rancho Santa Fe, California. They're both members of Rancho Santa Fe Country Club, and they met on the practice tee, um, the practice range, um, you know, five years after Billy had been, um, had gone into prison. And Phil had never reached out, never a letter, never a call, never a nothing. Mm-hmm. And he tried to say, you know, I'm really sorry. <clears throat> this is what, and Billy just stopped. He said, cut the bull, you know, that this, I know exactly what you did, why you mm-hmm. did it. Um, I mean, I, I mean, there's, there's no shortage of people that, um, have certain amount of feelings towards Billy Walters and vice versa. Um, Billy's very opinionated about his feelings about certain individuals. I think on the, I never want to speak to him again, the rest of my life list, Phil would be at the top of that list. Um, that's how disappointed and deeply hurt and angry uh, that Bill is about Phil's reluctance to 
stand up for Bill when he when when he needed it the most. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, literally, his life was on the line. And um, you know, Phil being Phil, who did he think of first? He thought of Phil. Yeah. And um, and I'm not the first person to ever say that, as you know, having talked to Alan. Um, and you know, I love that book. And and you know, Alan and I talked uh, considerably. You know, both on the record and and off the record as he was writing it. And, um, you know, I, I've seen Phil in action. I've seen him at Tory, where he and Ricky Fowler were the only um, tour players that just stood and signed for 45 minutes after, you know, their practice round. And he is a man of the people. Mm-hmm. But I think it's pretty clear now from some the, the words that have come out of Phil's mouth that he's lived a very complicated life. And I think to Bill's credit, because we have many discussions about this and it, and it honestly changed right up until the end. Um, how deep do you want to go? How personal do you want to get? Um, how much of what we know and had can, and is totally documented. Do we want to put in the book? And I think to Bill's credit, um, there's enough there to know that Phil was a absolutely addicted, unbelievable um, amounts of money that he spent gambling. Yeah. Um, but steered clear of the other stuff. And I think to Bill's credit, that you know that says a lot about Bill. I got to tell you, after reading your book, I mean, you alluded to this before. I have become a huge fan of Billy's wife, Susan. I mean, I can't think of a more understanding <laughs> spouse. I mean, you have a story where Billy came home one night and he lost a million dollars. And people don't try that at home. But uh, she's amazing and supportive and always there for him. T- tell us about Susan and what does she mean for Billy's life? Oh, I think she's the North Star for Billy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Billy Walters would be anywhere near the man he is today, the multimillionaire he is today, the philanthropist that he is today, if it wasn't for Susan. Um, It's so funny, you know, her last name was Humphreys, her maiden name. And the first person that Billy ever played golf with, and that's a hysterical story, (laughs) was Johnny Humphreys. And they're playing at Bobby Nichols course, Mm -hmm. nine hole course in Louisville. And Billy shows up. You know, he, he doesn't know boo-hoo about golf. He shows up with no clubs, no shoes, no nothing. And and Johnny goes, like, Billy, where's your clubs? He goes, clubs? What do you mean clubs? They need clubs? So they had to go in and get, you know, rentals and all that stuff. And then, you know, Billy's like, well, what are we, what are we playing for? And Johnny goes, Billy, you've never even swung a club in your life. What are playing for? We're not going to play for money. He goes, if we're not playing for money, I'm not, I'm, I'm going home. I mean, if we're not playing for money. So the Humphreys family, Susan's father and mother, dad was a gambler, you know, penny ante stuff, but um, you know, they have poker games on Friday night. And Billy went over there one time. Susan was 16. Billy was 19. He was known as country, but he looked like he was 35. You know, he just was like, Susan was like, you know, First time I saw him, I thought he was like as my, old as my dad, you know, because he was just beat up. But they, Susan got married and eventually divorced. Billy was divorced. Um, they met up. Um, first time they ever really were, went someplace together. Naturally, it was on a junket to Vegas. 
Billy gets drunk on the plane and, you know, doesn't even wait for the people on the plane to get on the bus to take him to the Riviera. He gets mm-hmm. in a cab. And now he's taking Susan out there. They're sleeping in separate rooms because Susan said, you know, I can't do this in front of my, I want to be the right thing in front of my parents, friends and things. Mm-hmm. By the time she gets to the hotel, Billy is passed out at the blackjack table. <laughs> Susan, <laughs> to her ever loving credit, just goes, ah, well, okay. You know, I'll go out with my friends and, you know, I'll, I'll spend the weekend. And, and Billy was like, you know, normally a woman would be like, okay, I'm done with you. But that wasn't Susan. She mm-hmm. saw something in Bill. She saw that fire. She saw that drive. She saw that ability to hit rock bottom and find your way to the top. Not once, not twice, but I mean, Billy's probably been broke a hundred times in his life. Yeah. Including, you know, you mentioned that million dollars, Dave. He comes home one night and Susan goes, how did, how did you do? Oh, well, I, I lost a million dollars and then another 150,000 in credit. And I mean, I've been married to the same woman for 43 years. If I came home and said anything remote, I mean, oh yeah, honey, I just lost 10,000, right? Um, I would be sleeping in the garage. Oh yeah, absolutely. And Susan just goes, well, that's okay. Well, we'll, you know, we'll make it back. We'll make it back. And I'll tell you something too, is it's not as prevalent um, as it, but you see, you see moments of it. Susan was a partner with Billy mm-hmm. in, when Billy was betting and had his operation. I mean, when they were going through those slips at the end of the night and they're, and they're making sure that everything um, lines up to the penny, it wasn't just Bill Walters. It was Susan Walters right there next to him. Yep. And she, when they were betting, you know, big games, and they would be in Chip Reese's um, living room and they'd have bowls on their head, you know, p- pretending they were on the defensive line for a goal line stand. Susan was right there with Billy. And, uh, um, she's become really good friends with my wife. Um, and my wife is a really good judge of character and she loves Susan. And I think Susan has a great heart and a lot of what Bill's philanthropy is because of Susan is right there next to him, um, the whole time, um, believing in it and, and, and contributing to it. So I think that's one of the great blessings of Bill's life. And it's a, it's interesting because I think Dave, as, as the book was evolving and people were reading it, um, people that I respect and getting a first look at it, the, one of the first things they said was, I need to know more about Susan. I need to know mm-hmm. more about Billy's relationship with Susan. Um, she's, we don't want to make her a, a wooden character, you yeah. know, in this book. And so I spent a lot of time on the phone with Susan and in person with Susan just building out the relationship and building out the scenes um, and building out her feelings about, you know, I mean, what it was like for her when Billy was in prison. Yeah. Um, she made hundreds of trips every weekend. She was in Louisville and she had to fly through Atlanta, Atlanta to Pensacola. The, the gates would open up at, at like five o'clock on Friday for visiting hours. Susan would be there every single time, no less than two hours before the gates opened. They'd opened at eight o'clock in the morning on Saturday. Susan would be there at five thirty at six, so she could be the first in line to get to the vending machine, so she could get Bill the food that he wanted to eat because he couldn't eat out of the commissary. So all these not so little things that she did uh, because she loves Bill and she believes in Bill. I think that that love story, that part of the book, is a really it's very appealing to yeah. 
people um, on a different level. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. Auto Accident Help Desk is a marketing agency connecting callers with attorneys. Providers pay a fee for advertising services. I love getting my kids ready and driving them to school. But a careless driver can change your life in an instant. And insurance companies want to settle on the cheap. Auto Accident Help Desk connects victims with powerful lawyers. They fight for you. I called Auto Accident Help Desk and got help for my pain and suffering. Don't let an insurance company take advantage of you. Our attorneys fight and beat big insurance every day. Call 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. If you've been injured in an automobile accident in the last six months, you owe it to yourself to make this free call with no obligation. We're available 24-7 to help you get the money you deserve for your pain and suffering. Auto Accident Help Desk helps accident victims like you every day. Call 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. Attention. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, the IRS is cracking down by hiring 87,000 new agents to garnish your paycheck and put liens on homes and businesses. They can even seize your bank account. The IRS calls it enforced compliance, and now they have the manpower to get you. Penalties and interest on unpaid taxes compound daily. So call One Stop Tax Relief Shop and get the IRS off your back. They're experts in the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered. Call 800-353-2174. 800-353-2174. One Stop Tax Relief has resolved thousands of cases since 2014 and saved clients millions of dollars. Call now for a free consultation. Get the IRS off your back. Call 800-353-2174. 800-353-2174. One Stop Tax Relief Shop. You're listening to the House of Cards. Is is that good? Do, do I want that? Oh, yeah. You want that. Well, fantastic, then. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. This portion of House of Cards is brought to you by SCCG Management, delivering technology-driven capability expertise and customer and business value to the gaming industry for over 30 years. For more information, go to sccgmanagement.com. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with multi-Emmy award-winning journalist Armin Katane about his new book, Gambler, Secrets from a Life at Risk, about the legendary gambler Billy Walters. Well, one thing a lot of sports bettors have been waiting for is the fact that Billy revealed his system for sports betting. I, I think those two chapters will be the most highlighted and written on pages of your book for a lot of sports bettors. Why did Billy think now was the right time to reveal his secrets of sports betting? Well, that's a good question. I mean, uh, he's 77 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not getting any younger. We've talked about, you know, the next 10 years of Bill's life, he feels like I'm going to I'm really going to enjoy my life. You know, I think he'll tone down the, certainly the betting to a dull roar at this point in time. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but he's never, you know, he's turned down tens of millions of dollars over the years to, to reveal his secrets. And I think because sports gambling is legal now, he sees what's going on with um, FanDuel, DraftKings, BetMGM, you name them, um, where the odds are really stacked against the, the recreational better, the average better, um, a first-time better, getting in and trying to understand the system. You know, we spent a lot of time um, coming up with sort of the, the betting tips, but also backing those tips with really hardcore data. I mean, I was blown away by the amount of information that Billy has um, at his fingertips from not only his brain trust, but um, what is it now? They, I think they had the NFL games back to 1974, every season back to 1974. But just things, and I'm looking at it right here, Dave, I mean, shop around, set up mm -hmm. multiple accounts yeah. so you can compare spreads and prices, favorites early, underdogs late, injuries, how important they are to a game outcome. Um, you know, every player in the league on Billy's system has a, um, a point total, a value associated with that player. So whether it's Tom Brady in his um, time or Joey Bosa now or, or Dak Prescott or somebody like that, learn the value and how to buy half a point. Um, half a points are critical. The value of numbers, the value of the number three, seven, 10, 14, 17, but really the value of the number three, you know, 8% of the games back to the 1970s, uh, the winning team is won by three points. I mean, it, it's far and away the most, as you know, the most valuable number in professional football, mm -hmm. parlays and teasers, fun bets, but just a terrible place to try to make any money. 30% mm -hmm. profit by the books compared to 5% on other bets, money management system, um, discipline, um, you know, I've got family members who, you know, have the apps on their phone and I've become a, you know, the preacher who just says, mm -hmm. you know, you have to figure out how much money you want to lose. Um, yes, you're going to have some big wins. God bless you. You want to parlay. But over time, um, you have to treat it as unless you're doing what Billy Walters are doing, a lot of the sharks are doing, the people who listen to your program are doing mm -hmm. They spend an inordinate amount of time trying to get the right number, value. Yeah. You know, that was Billy's biggest thing, the value of a number. And if you're not doing that and you're just enjoying it, then you should. And here I'm going to get on the soapbox, but <laughs> you have to realize how much money you want to lose. Yeah. And, um, and I think that's a really – I'm a little more – having spent so much time in this world the last – three years and having done a number of sports gambling stories now dating back into the eighties, as we started the conversation, yeah. I think there's a reckoning coming and I think it's going to be um, very, very difficult on marriages and on, on certain people's um, bank accounts. Um, and I'm not saying something that hasn't happened sure. for people to spend a lot of time in casinos. So, but now with what is it now? 38, 40 States, where it's legal. Yeah. Um, you know, I think August, I, we, I just saw the, I think I just saw the August numbers in New York, more than a billion dollars was bet in New York, pretty close to it in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. um, Nevada, I think was third with almost 500 million, but there's hundreds of billions of dollars are going to be bet this year legally in the United States on sports. And to think that's not going to have 
an impact on society down the line, I think you're, you know, whistling in the wind. So, and I think that's where your audience, you know, irregardless of the stories of Billy Walter's life, I think those two chapters are worth every penny of whatever the book costs on Amazon these days, $21. For $21, if you can get all the Billy Walter's secrets on, and I mean all of them, um, sports gambling, that's a pretty good investment as far as I can see. As I said, it's an incredible book if you like stories of the who's who in Las Vegas, the ins and outs of sports betting. And I guarantee you, you will never look at a roulette wheel the same way after you read the story about <laughs> Billy Walters and Steve Wynn. Who the hell thinks of this? It's amazing. Only Billy can think of that. But but I have to ask you uh, what you alluded to. I mean, a lot of young people are getting into sports betting now. A lot of them see sports betting as a way to make a lot of money really quick. How should they view the story of Billy Walters? Is it a success story? Is it a cautionary tale? Is it a rising from the ashes kind of story? Is it all of the above? What would you say about the life I think of Billy it's all Walters? All of the above, but I, yeah. I, that's a very good question. Um, I think it's all of the above, but in the end, I think it's a cautionary tale mm-hmm. because if unless you're willing to put in the time and the money. Um, and I think more the time than the money, but Billy would spend millions of dollars every year um, with his brain trust, getting the numbers and getting a system. And that system would change every year based upon um, a certain set of um, parameters that were, you know, they would look and they would go. I mean, I think they did hundreds and hundreds of um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Um they would go through and look things hundreds of times to see if they, if they had done something different. So unless you're willing to devote your life to something like that, I think, I think sports gambling the way it is now, I've been out at Circa. Um, I've been at the South point because I'm working on something that has to do with sports betting now with those two casinos. And I think it's, it's fantastic at times to be there during the final four or the Super Bowl and, 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 the customer service and all that stuff, and you can have a great time, but you have to realize that this is a form of entertainment. And just like going to dinner or going to the movies or going to um, vacation, um, the smart play is to realize that that's a finite amount of money that you're spending. And when that, when that <clears throat> bell rings and that's the end of your bankroll, the last thing you want to do, I think, is to say, okay, I'll put it on a credit card or I'll borrow from Peter to pay off or to bet some more. I think to me, that's what, and Billy's pretty clear about that in the book, um, the discipline. Uh, And I think that's what the young um, introductory or recreational gamblers have to understand that this is not, you're not going to get rich doing this. Mm -hmm. Not not the way the the odds are, 52.38 just to break even. Um, Then there's taxes and then there's everything else. I mean, you have to win 55% 55% of the time to make any kind of money. And, and, and I, I just don't, nobody, very, very, very few people, one, one half of 1% um, are real. And you know your world better than I do. A lot of people say they're making money, but, you know, there's a lot of people talking out yeah. of both sides of their mouth too. So I think, I think in this case, um, understand what it is you're getting into. Enjoy yourself. But show some discipline when when don't chase don't chase losses on Monday night, um, you know, that you've had a bad weekend. Take the take the bullet and, and prepare for the next weekend. So 
you know, there's a lot of that. And I think if you look at what Billy's been through in his life and the enormous amount of time and effort that he's put into it, um, there's very, very, very few people that are anywhere near um, the Billy Walters of the world, 36 straight years with a winning record. I mean, there's a reason that, that he has that record, and it's, and it's not luck. Trust me. The name of the book is Gambler, Secrets from a Life at Risk, written in collaboration with Armin Katayan. Armin, thank you so much for joining us and telling us all about this incredible book. It's an amazing story, and I urge everyone to pick up a copy. Thanks so much for coming on and telling us about it. Oh, Dave, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. Some people like knocking boots. How to do? While others get lucky. And some just get it on. No matter how you do it or what you call it, Adam and Eve makes your whoopee hot. With 50% off almost any one sexy item, just enter offer code BOOTS2 at checkout and get 50% off plus 10 free gifts, including free shipping. First, get busy with a gift for you. Shake the sheets with something exciting for them and hit a home run with a third item you'll both enjoy. Sounds like someone hit the sweet spot. Plus six free bonus gifts that'll make you say, about chicka wow wow Adam and Eve is tapping that offer. Oh, yeah. With 50% off and 10 free gifts, including free shipping. Use offer code BOOTS2 at adamandeve.com now. That's offer code BOOTS. Boots 2. Boots 2 at adamandeve.com. Attention. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, the IRS is cracking down by hiring 87,000 new agents to garnish your paycheck and put liens on homes and businesses. They can even seize your bank account. The IRS calls it enforced compliance, and now they have the manpower to get you. Penalties and interest on unpaid taxes compound daily. So call One Stop Tax Relief Shop and get the IRS off your back. They're experts in the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered. Call 800-353-2174. 800-353-2174. One Stop Tax Relief has resolved thousands of cases since 2014 and saved clients millions of dollars. Call now for a free consultation. Get the IRS off your back. Call 800-353-2174. 2174 Beat in the House is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Experience a new way to play daily fantasy sports and esports on Thrive Fantasy. Choose your lineup of over-unders for top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. The more points the selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points and win a share of the prize pool. Thrive Fantasy has contests for traditional sports, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, and the PGA, as well as eSport titles like Counter-Strike, League of Legends, and Valorant. Visit the prop lobby and build your entry of two, three, or four-player predictions. Choose correctly, and you could win big. Sign up with Thrive Fantasy today with promo code PIKE, and Thrive Fantasy will match your first deposit of $25 or more up to $250. That's promo code PIKE for a first deposit match up to $250. Come and prop up today with Thrive Fantasy. Terms and conditions apply. Must be at least 18 years old and in the United States to play. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
casino. People gotta win sometimes. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a giant, colorful check to deposit. Welcome to another edition of Beating the House. I'm Doug Weishow here with Dave Weishow. We're going to be crisscrossing the country, sometimes the continent, sometimes the world, talking about the different jackpots that have gone on in the casino and lottery industries. If it's $100,000 or more, we will be talking about it on this show. This week, we've got a bunch of different types of games to talk about. We've got some sports bets. We've got table games. We've got lottery. We've got a keynote turning into a lottery win. Okay. Got two. Two yes. for the price of one. Exactly. Huh? All right. Uh, right now, we're going to go north of the border. We're going to start up, start off in Canada. We're going to the ca- Casino du Lac Limi. Over du Lac Limi. Huh? Du Lac Limi. All right. Over in uh, the city of Gatineau. Okay, can I just say one thing about the greatness of YouTube, especially for people on the radio? You get to you type in these the the, the Casino du Lac Limi. Do Limi. Do Limi. I would not have known how to pronounce that unless I went to YouTube and saw videos on how to pronounce that. So. Surprisingly, this is pronounced just like it's spelled. Do Limi. Yes. Do um, And also, what helped was the casino having its own YouTube page, yes. too. Yes. Uh, we've got Ashley G playing uh, three-card poker okay. at the Gatineau Casino. As a matter of fact, it's one of the four Lotto Quebec-owned casinos. By the way, Gatineau, I guess, is a suburb of Ottawa? Ottawa, the city, and Gatineau is a area or a town or a township outside it's, of it's the city. It's labeled as another city. Ottawa. If you okay. look it up, it's labeled as a city. Okay, so, uh, so the uh, city it, of Gatineau. City of Gatineau near Ottawa. Ottawa. Okay. Uh, we've got a three-card poker jackpot. It's a progressive jackpot, and what this means for the Lotto Quebec casinos, the uh, it's a progressive jackpot linked with all four of their casinos. Oh, okay. It's the three-card poker and ultimate Texas Hold'em progressive. They're all linked together. Oh, wow. Okay. She had a royal royal flush in spades playing three-card poker at the Casino du Lac Limi. Okay. And she won the progressive jackpot of $1,089,277 Canadian. Okay. So whatever that translates into the United States version of it, I have okay. no clue. All right. But, yeah, congratulations. Yeah, no word on what the size of the bet was, mm-hmm. but for this progressive to be triggered, you have to make an additional wager. Oh, it's not like size. a side bet. It's a kind side of bet, okay. yes. Okay. All right. Okay. And these side bets are accumulated into the progressive. Mm-hmm. So that's where this progressive money comes in. Okay. So, but congratulations to Ashley up in the Casino du Lac Limi. We're going back into the United States. We're going to the Planet Hollywood in Las Vegas. Okay. We've got Laurie S. from Canada. Okay. Yes. All right. All Winning. Right. Uh, she hit a mega progressive jackpot playing Ultimate Texas Hold'em. Uh, she won $360,552. She was in Vegas celebrating Christmas with her parents. Wow. And she was only playing for two hours before hitting the $360,000. Wow. That's a great Christmas for her. So, great uh, visit. We're now leaving the casino jackpots. We have a little short, you know, since we're still in the new year, a lot of reporting hasn't come in yet. Mm -hmm. We've got a couple sports bets to talk about. Okay. We've got a DraftKings sportsbook better, uh, turning a $5 14-leg anytime touchdown parlay into $489,383.01. I was, like, monitoring this on... Twitter or X or whatever you call it, and it just you know it was first appeared on on X or Twitter, and you know then when McCaffrey was I guess the final shoe to drop, <laughs> that's when everyone said someone just got rich. You know, looking back at this, 
at the the list of the anytime touchdowns for this uh, parlay, it makes perfect sense, and it's it's almost like a logical parlay because sure, everyone sure. on this list has scored in almost every game this season. You got uh, what we got: Najee Harris, mm-hmm. Gabe Davis, Jameer Gibbs, DK Metcalf. Jerome Ford, Chris Rodriguez, Jonathan Taylor, Calvin Ridley, James Conner, Raheem Mostart, Javante Williams, Isaiah Pacheco, DeAndre Swift, and Christian McCaffrey. Yep. The only question one questionable one was DeAndre Swift. He doesn't score every game. I I won that that was this was Christmas Day and I yeah. I, I won on an anytime touchdown with uh, Pacheco and then he went out at the end of the game. So uh, you know that's uh, you know. Kind of uh, play with fire there. I'm glad he scored early. So um, no, but uh, no congratulations. But a 14 leg parlay of any kind, yes. is impressive. Well, so. the one thing that was really interesting, Christian McCaffrey. That was that game. San Francisco did not play well in. Yeah, they didn't score too much. Didn't score often. Well, that's but what I mean. Christian I, McCaffrey got was, his touchdown. Yeah, no, that that was I I I saw the touchdown that I saw on Twitter, and they said, you know, hey, someone just got rich. Well, we have a Nevada Caesar Sportsbook patron. Oh, okay. We're off to another one now. Off to another one. Okay. Ten leg parlay. Oh, okay. This is a ten game, ten leg single game parlay. Mm-hmm. Not a big payout. It was fifty dollar single game parlay, ten thousand odds. So it was about five thousand dollars. Okay. Um, it was uh, in the Jets uh, Cleveland game. Now everyone was watching. If everyone was watching that game, the Jets did not play anywhere near good. Uh, it was a Flacco. Uh, Hunt, Sim- Simeon, Brees Hall, uh, Ford, Ford, two two Fords, uh, running and ru- the the running back for the Browns. He got mm-hmm. rushing and also receiving. He did an over in both of those. Okay, uh, Njoku, who had a monster game, uh, Elijah Moore, who had the forty three yards required for this bet before he got out with the injury. Okay. And then you had Njoko for receptions and more for receptions. Okay. Thank God uh, Flacco has thrown the ball around because this Boy, just never I, would have uh, happened. What, what, what an amazing story. I mean, even beyond the sports betting and the gambling and stuff like that. What, what an amazing year Joe Flacco is having. Yeah. I, you know, you, you always want to root for the guy. He's a Jersey guy, yeah. so you always want to root for him. He went, I think he went to the University of Delaware. So, well, did uh, you hear his story when uh, they were talking about it during the game? He, while he was not playing, he was going to one of the local high schools in Jersey sure. and with his brother, mm-hmm. and they were throwing the ball around. His brother was running routes. He was doing whatever workouts he could do, and you know he wanted. He actually even called the Jets. Hmm. And the Jets said no, stupidly. Yeah, I, I don't. Oh, he would have been killed behind that offense. Oh, yeah, anyway, yeah. I, I, I think he found himself in a great spot yeah. with Cleveland, yeah. and I, I, he's doing really great and good for him. And he's right now, as we're taping this, he's second in uh, odds for winning comeback player of the year. It's going to be hard to beat. <laughs> you know who's going to win it. So I'm, yeah. I'm you know, you, you, you root for everyone, and it's good to, you know. But you know, I, I don't know if he's he's doing great. I don't know if he's going to win that. Well, we got a slew of lottery to go through right now. Mm-hmm. We've got a Virginia Lottery lineup of wins. This is, these are the online instant games the Virginia Lottery offers. Uh, we've got Melissa H. winning $463,343 playing The Lamp Dark Arts, okay. which is the sequel to this game that Kimberly S. won $327,061 playing The Lamp. Okay, that's the genie thing. Both are genies. Okay. Yes. Yeah, the, the genie comes out of the lamp, I guess. That's, well, that's why. The symbols are lamps, genies. Yeah, I'm just trying to yeah. m- paint a mental picture for yes. everyone. And then we have Cindy R. winning $272,806 
playing their Christmas theme game Scrooge. Mm-hmm. By the way, very interesting Scrooge uh, theme game. It's it's all Christmas Carol images. Okay, they got different right. ghosts. I, I regardless of what season it is, I always like the holiday themed games that these casinos and the online casinos and the lottery come out with. So it's a lot of fun. We got now a pair from Jackpocket. Okay, we got one in the in Jersey. Uh, Joseph W. celebrated one million dollar win when he flipped on a ten dollar Powerball ticket from Jackpocket. He he uh, did a quick pick on December thirteenth. Winning numbers. He missed everything except the power. He got everything except the Powerball. Okay, all right. So he won a million dollars on the December thirteenth drawing. Okay, and then also same drawing in Texas. Another player, another quick pick through Jackpocket, won two million. Okay, all right. So, I guess it's a different combination of numbers, huh? Yeah, okay. yeah, and 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 also maybe also he may have done the double play. The, okay. okay, that's where the two million comes in. They should have both won a million. There's but... an art form now doing the lottery. You got these double plays, and yeah. you got the magnifier or multiplier or whatever the hell they're called. But uh, you know, it's uh, you know, I'm I'm not up on my uh, lottery lingo. No, but both of those came through Jackpocket. Okay, which Good. is one of the best apps out there. Sure, for lottery. absolutely. Uh, we're going to be going up to Michigan. We just left Texas. We're going to Michigan now. We got the Michigan lottery. We got a story here. A guy was carrying around his ticket in his car for several weeks before realizing he had won $2 million. So what, would he just realize he had the ticket in the car and he bought just the say, ticket. well, let me, let me check it out? He bought the ticket All right. at, at one of their, they call them Easy Marts. Okay. I guess it was a gas station kind of thing. Yep. Um, and uh, he checked his ticket real quick, didn't see a winner, threw it into the middle console of the mm-hmm. car. And he keeps all his lottery tickets in there. <laughs> yes, he so keeps he all was, his lottery tickets? All his losers. He, he, it's, it, basically, it's his trash can. Well, he, he better check those before well, he throws them away. It was his time of the week or time of the month to take the, the, the trash out of the middle console, bring it inside, and go throw it away. Okay, all right. He did that. His wife stopped him and said, you better double-check all those tickets before you do that. Smart, smart. So he double-checked it and found out that he was carrying around a $2 million winning ticket Wow! in his car that he almost threw away. Wow. So please, check o- your tickets. Check. I, check I, your I'm, tickets. I'm crazy about that. You know, first, you check your ticket, but then you have to check, you know, you have the right date of the yes. right ticket. So yes. that's one of those things you have to check. Going over to Massachusetts, we have the Massachusetts Lottery. And the one thing about the Massachusetts Lottery, not only do they do lottery lottery, they also do Keno. They run the Keno. Let me state. tell you something. Keno is huge in Massachusetts. Yes. You're allowed to play it in restaurants and bars. There's a place in the local mall in Braintree, Massachusetts. It's a town called Braintree, Massachusetts, where South Shore it, Plaza. Yeah, you can you can. There's like a convenience kind of store, or you can, where you get lottery, and and I guess you can play Keno. I think not a lot of people go there. They buy about like five Keno drawings, and then they walk around, do their shopping, or go to the food court or something. Like, go back and check their Keno and see if they won. So yeah, no, it's. Uh, Keno's big in Massachusetts. Well, you're forgetting the most amazing part about that store. That store in the back has a Keno room. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can just they sit have, around and watch your screen. ticket and watch your Keno That's numbers. That's in come the out. store itself, yeah, too. Yeah, you yeah. don't have to be walking around the mall. You yeah, can, yeah. I, I remember. You, 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 Go with someone, and that person goes shopping, and you can sit in your the keynote thing. And oh, I remember before day. they built that that store right there, the way it was. They used to have a a set 
it used to be a kiosk in the yeah, middle of the mall. Yeah, it was a kiosk in the middle of the and mall. The, now they got an actual store. Yeah, but so. the mall had set up an area where there was couches around it. I mean, it just it happenstance. Okay. They oh, were just, really? they, they, they were just, it was just the way it was lined up. Hey. And they, people used to buy their Kino and just sit at the couches. They, they, and maybe that's where the kiosk got the idea. Let's get a storefront and build a room in they the They love their Kino they in love Massachusetts. It. Well, here we got a guy loving Kino even more. We've got a Brockton man winning $1,800 on a uh, Kino ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, he took 30 bucks of that $1,800 sure. and bought the $15 million moneymaker scratch-off game. Okay. Walked away with a million dollars thanks wow. to that Kino win. See, that, that's that's a good way to you know, yes. invest your, yes. uh, he's playing with house money anyway. Yes. Might as well. he, he used his Kino winnings to buy the lottery he, ticket. Good for him. He took 30 bucks out that's, of the 1800. See, that's the way to do it. Yeah. You know, just always play with someone else's yeah. money. The, the key is winning in the first place. So you have the money to exactly. buy a ticket. That's worth more. I wonder if he bought any more besides that $30 one. I, I don't know, but that's a $30 ticket. I, I, I just can't pull the trigger on a $30 ticket. No. Well, I, look, if it's someone else's money, like, like yeah, who is so. playing ha- so. with house money, so yes. you might as well do it. When, when else are you going to do it? When you win at Kino, you might as well use that Kino winning set That's true. to do That's something true. you rarely don't, don't do. He might be doing it all the time, but it, it worked out well for him. And we're going to end on a North Carolina lottery story. All right. We've got a birthday girl playing lottery for the first time thanks to <laughs> a lottery gift of a ticket. Mm-hmm. A gift of a lottery ticket, let me put it that way, from her grandfather. Oh, okay. Um, it was the uh, Power Five in uh, North Carolina. That's so, the wait, Power is that Five. Like a, is that like a drawing or five numbers? It was a scratcher. Coming? Oh, it was a scratch ticket. Okay. Yeah, she got it for her birthday. Okay, good. Uh, yeah. It was a $5 ticket the grandfather gave, bought for her. She didn't do it right away. She didn't get around to it. Okay, she didn't get around to it. Okay. That's what she says. She hadn't gotten around to it, so she decided to scratch it off at some point. And it was a $250,000 winner. First wow. time this 18-year-old wow. was playing the lottery. First ticket. She didn't even buy her first ticket. Yeah, yeah, I know. That what a gift. Well, yeah, that's a great... I have never given lottery for a gift. I mean, I see commercials all the time pennsylvania lottery really pushes it because they have gus the groundhog yes. saying you know give lottery tickets for like your birthdays and christmas and stuff like that and can you imagine giving a gift of a lottery and then someone winning millions and millions of dollars i mean what's the etiquette do you think they'll pay a pay a little bit of that win or i, I or don't know not? that that's okay. that's an interesting question because because i, I never shoot really... myself if i gave someone a billion dollar ticket I, you know? I, I never really i never really think about that but oh my uh God. you know I, 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 you got to feel guilty not to give the person who got you the ticket something well i, I don't know i i'd feel terrible like i said i i you know i'd feel almost suicidal if i gave someone a half a billion dollar ticket and, and they I, didn't give you i anything, had it in yeah. my hand and i gave it away you know yeah i don't care how much i like that person that i gave that gift to i mean it, i'd still feel awful well, that, see that's my creepy way of dealing with that you know it's you well know. again you know that happened but no that's a birthday that's, gift that's it stayed great. in the that, family I mean, it, it stayed in the family see, maybe so. a family member I, i'd feel differently but it, that's you know yeah. it's I don't know how I'd feel if I gave someone a gift of a half a billion dollars or something like that. Well, you know, and also, you know, it, this may have been better than the grandfather leaving or anything in the will. Oh, I, I don't know about that. But <laughs> I, I, I got to look at it that uh, way because, hey, I, that may have been, you know, I, I don't, don't have anything, but here, take this ticket. We don't, we don't. Quarter but, of a million look, dollars. Look, it's, yeah. it's one of those things. I know, I know it's yeah. a big thing to give 
you know, gifts as lotteries, but you know, but no, this one worked out well. Yep. Plus it's his granddaughter. I'm sure exactly. he's happy about it. And she's 18 years old and she, yep. I'm sure she can use that kind of money to, you know, d- do whatever she needs to do in her life right and, now. And this was bought at a Speedway convenience store just to, okay. because they're all over the country now, Speedway. Yep. So if you see a Speedway, pick up a lottery ticket. They seem to pay out. Yeah. That's it for this week's Beat in the House. We do only do $100,000 or more. There's plenty of other winners out there. So congratulations to all the winners we talked about, all the winners that are out there. And we hope to have even more jackpots next week. So please come back next week. Well, that'll do it for us this week. We'll see you next time with House of Cards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.